Yo, welcome back. My name is Rob Wong. This is The Great Date Guy. Let's talk about why women are dog shit at texting you back. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Needed to be said. But I promise that there's a good reason why we're throwing you under the bus, at least temporarily. Right. So uh, for those of you who are in the online dating world, uh, you've probably noticed that when you match with someone, particularly someone that you find to be really attractive, uh, for whatever reason... They are garbage. They are fucking garbage at getting back to you. <laughs> We're going to delve into why. Why is this the case, right? So presumably they're on this dating website in order to meet people, right? Presumably they're there for that. Presumably they're there for connection. So why? Why are they not responding? And I, I believe that I have the answer. Uh, I wish I could show you a screenshot and, and maybe I'll find a way to include that. Um, in the show notes or something like that. But as I was browsing through OkCupid, uh, I happened upon one profile where there was a young woman who basically was like, hey, I have like 6,000 likes. Like, and, and, like, uh, <laughs> and that, that gave me pause. There was more to that message, more to that profile. But let's like, if, if any of you are like taken aback by that right now, um, you, you should be, right? Because if I look at the amount of interaction that I get on OkCupid and I've optimized my profile, right? <laughs> um, I, I am getting two orders of magnitude less interaction than that human being. And I'm, I'm not sure if this is 100% correct, but I, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Some, someone send me a comment if I'm wrong. But I believe that an order of magnitude is... 10 times more, right? So she's got 10 times, 10 times more interaction than me. And I want you to do the math on that in your head very quickly, right? What would you be like if you had 100 times more interaction than you do right now on your dating profile? And out of those interactions, like a good chunk of them are women who are harassing you and telling you to stop being such a fucking pussy and respond back to me, right? Like people who are getting angry because you're not getting back to them quickly enough. People who are like super cheesed off or getting upset at you because for some reason, you know, you don't have the superhuman ability to spend like five hours a day responding to their messages. I think... I think that that's the reality for a lot of women out there. Like if they get onto a dating site, they get fucking destroyed with messages, right? Just just destroyed by the amount of work that's required just to maintain these profiles and keep in communication. So if she's coming back with like single word responses and like, okay, yes, nice, thank you. Well, that's not a single word response, but you, you get the point, right? There's a reason why she's doing it and it's because if she were to engage on a deeper deeper level than she currently is then it would probably take her about the same amount of time as a full-time job or at least a part-time job to go through each and every one of those messages and i think the same thing must apply to like ghosting um because like if you want to if you want to not ghost someone 
you have to like have a proper conversation with them and like talk through the emotions and why they're not a fit. And and honestly, not a lot of people have the the emotional bandwidth to handle that conversation. So instead, they, people probably just blow up instead. So it's easier for women. It's less emotionally taxing for them to just disappear. Now, I don't necessarily agree that that's like the best move. Like I don't I don't like doing that to people, but I can certainly understand where they're coming from. I also think it's kind of weird that women hop onto online dating and then just like not engage at all. <laughs> like Bumble Bumble is the worst platform for that. Uh, so if you're like curious about what you should be using, um, the first note I think is that hey, uh, most of the platforms you you should try them all out, right? And out of all of them, you're gonna find one or two that work the best for you. For me right now, it's probably Hinge and uh, Meet Mindful, kind of, but it but it's mostly Hinge. Uh, and for you, it might be something different. And there are like tons of new dating platforms. Did you know that Facebook has a dating platform now? If you download the Facebook app and then you just search in the navigation bar, you can go to their dating app. So that's a new unveiled thing. And so far, I can't really tell the difference between that and any other dating service. They seem to have literally just copied the same format as Hinge. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and... And for whatever reason, you don't have like age filters. Like, okay, yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, there are like women who are 50 that are swiping in my profile. So it's not the best. I think it might get better over time. Um, so something to be aware of. You, you, you're going to be able to go through a bunch of different dating apps. One of them will be the best for you, but it's really going to depend on where you are. It's anyone's guess as to which one will be a fit for you. But as I was saying, with Bumble, you often run into the situation where you match with someone. And the system there, as far as I can tell, is that they, they have 24 hours to come back and say like, hey, like they, they just have to type three letters, hi, if they're feeling lazy, right? And then the conversation can progress. The two of you can stay connected. Um, and so if they don't do that, you have the option of extending their timer for another 24 hours. And then they have, <laughs> they have another full day to come back and be like, hey, <laughs> and from what I've seen, most women cannot be fucked to even just do that. So there's this weird thing happening with online dating. So if you're up in your own head about it, don't worry. I think that's a pretty normal result. But just keep in mind, I think most women are up in their own heads about it as well. Um, there's nothing like dating. There's nothing like dating to bring up personal traumas, like where we've been deeply wounded in the past. And one of the biggest ones is like, fuck, like just tiptoeing around trying not to piss people off, right? We don't want people angry at us. That's, that's often the worst case scenario for a lot of us, having to look over our shoulder and worry about like, oh man, there's a human being out there that wishes me ill, right? They don't like me. Um, because that's the that's a dangerous thing. If you rewind like a few centuries back, that's a dangerous thing. Someone with a musket is gonna try to find you in the dead of night and kill you, right? <laughs> so, so it's adaptive for us to be on our guard when we might be in a dangerous social situation. Uh, but that's dating, right? That's dating, and everyone is going through that, particularly women, right? You have to remember that they're getting a hundred times the interactions that we are. 
So they're more likely to be triggered. They're more likely to want to take a break from that thing or to be burned out and not even realize it. So if you run into grumpy ass women on those dating websites, like they seem like they have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, yeah, they're, they, they, they are. They, they are grumpy. They do, have, they do have a chip on their shoulder. Uh, but it might not be the like undeserved sort of like, where is this even coming from kind of situation that it occurs to to, to like many of us out there. It's like, why is she so pissed off at me? She's not pissed at you. She's, uh, she's just going through a hard time in general. So I think then there, there is room for some compassion here, right? Some room to understand that if you're not getting great results, a lot of times it's not about you. Sometimes it is. Sometimes you just got to go back and update your profile. So, so do that, you know, optimize for that. But the other thing to notice is that like, if, if someone is on a dating website, they're going to give you an overview of who they are right in their profile. And this is something that you want to look out for because if they're, if they're disappearing on you, they might be saving you some pain, right? If they're shit at texting you back, they might be saving you some pain. One thing that you can pick up immediately from, from profiles is like how much energy does this person have to invest inside of a relationship? And if all they have is like a few booby shots of themselves, right? Like they're there in a bikini and they've got like the duck lips or whatever, or like they have like a two word profile, like, hey, if you want to know more about me, just ask and that's it. <laughs> or oh, let me let me say first, that's that's a sign that this person is just not fucking available right? Stay away from those women. They're, you don't want to tangle with them. They're not ready to engage with you on a meaningful emotional level. Of course, if you are not emotionally impacted by dating and you're at a stage in life where you can just fuck around and not suffer any consequences, engage. That's, those are your people. But if you are not and you're looking for a deep, actual, real, authentic connection, steer clear of those people. I don't care how fucking hot they are, right? They're not ready to reciprocate and meet you where you're at. So you can take their non-response as further evidence that like, whoa, this person is really blown out. They're not ready for this shit, right? They are not ready for this shit. So I am providing all of these strategies as a way for us as men to mitigate the impact of like, online dating because it can be easy to feel like man i am not fucking attractive at all i am not attractive at all but it's important to remember that there are a lot of reasons why these interactions could go south and not all of them have to do with you if you're coming in with good intentions and you're not being super sexual and creepy right off the get-go right you're taking time to give thoughtful considerate responses and these women are not responding to you you have to remember that like most of these women are just deeply triggered and blown out they don't have the bandwidth to engage with you in like a human kind of way right right now they're just doing like triage they're trying to salvage the situation and just stay afloat tread water so it's not necessarily going to be on you the other thing to pay attention to here is like hey take a hard look at how many times you've actually tried is it less than 10 right? Is it less than 20? Because if you want statistically significant results, you need to do at least 30 attempts in order to see what your success rate is. Now, if I look at it objectively, right? 
if you're gunning for people out of your league that you find really, really attractive, what are the odds that they're going to be appealed or that you are going to be appealing to them, right? Your exact body type, your ethnicity, your religious beliefs, your political beliefs, who you are as a person would be a match for them physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Pretty low. Right. If we go through all of the filters, you're looking for certain things. They're looking for certain things. What are the odds that this is going to work out? Now, if you want to be real indiscriminate about it, you could probably make those odds much, much higher. But if you're going for a long term relationship, settling in any one area will eventually just like suck all the life and joy out of your life and your relationship. Like those two are deeply connected. You're going to be sucked like fucking unhappy. (sighs) Okay, so can can you tell can you tell that came from personal experience? <laughs> can can you can you hear it from the bitterness in my voice? <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's more like defeatism, right? But you don't you don't want to revisit that space, or if you've never been to that space, I highly recommend that you don't ride that particular ride. So coming back to the statistics of this situation, what are the odds that I'm going to run into someone who matches me on all fronts, right? Without me having to sacrifice what I want and without them having to sacrifice what they want. This is coming from a place of like more adult maturity. I'm not willing to set aside what it is that I want. Well, if you're getting one in 30, those are pretty good odds. But in this modern age, right? If I send out an email and I do a really good job of writing that email, I might get a 5% conversion rate. That means 5% of people engage with the content in the way that I want them to. So if we're looking at 5% of 30, what is that? Like one and a half? (laughs) We get one and a half matches, right? For people who are a good match for us. Um, so those are the odds. And if you haven't tried at least 30 times or 60 times or 90 times, then you don't actually have conclusive enough data to prove that you're unattractive. Odds are that you are actually attractive and that you're just getting in your own head. That's one of the things that I noticed in myself. I have this very sensitive trigger around being rejected by women. Fucking hate it. Sets me off. Sometimes she's giving me a lot of positive signs and it still lands in my brain like I'm being rejected. Like, what the fuck, brain? Like, get it, to- get it together. <laughs> and the only thing to do in that situation, right? This is how we recover. Because there's no way for us to change the way that women are behaving or the way that they're showing up in online dating. That's like trying to stop the ocean with your two hands. You can't do it. It's too chaotic. There are too many people. You can't fix this problem. No one can, right? So the only way for us to deal with this situation is to get better at being rejected, right? It's, it's getting better at being uncomfortable as well. And I'm going to give you a few different ways to get around this situation, right? Um, so first and foremost, where did that accent even come from? First, first and foremost, <laughs> first and foremost, if you want to build up your resilience, one way to begin doing it is stop looking at porn, Now, this is going to hit a lot of you the wrong way. This is going to be activating for a lot of you. It's like, who the fuck are you, Rob, to tell me to not look at porn? I'm going to do it. And that's okay. I mean, you you can watch it if you want. Like, I'm not going to tell you how you can can and can't jerk off, right? But the studies have shown that porn can oftentimes be like this substitute for feeling better. 
Um, so when we feel really bad, we can jump into porn, we can jerk off, and then we get this huge hit of dopamine and we feel better for a few minutes, right? So it becomes like this quick fix solution. And some of you might be jerking off multiple times in a row because you're in a shit situation that your brain and body don't like. And the only escape that you have reliably from those feelings is porn, right? You got to get off. The issue with all of this is that it continues to raise our inability to be with discomfort, like rejection. So by engaging with porn, um, we kind of begin to weaken ourselves. The other way that I can recommend that we can, uh, we, we can address this sort of thing, this, this touchiness, this fear of rejection, right, is that I want you to imagine that you have a bot. Right. And for me, it would be like robbot.dating.exe or whatever. You have this bot, you boot it up, and then you can choose like activity blocks. So from like 10 to 12, you'd be doing X, Y, or Z. And then like past 5 p.m., you do, you do the other thing. Right. And so you can just drop in activities into these blocks. So I want you to get out a piece of paper if you're in a position for that. Right. And write down this list. If you had a dating bot, that would just pilot your body around and then have you do things, right? In order to make you better at dating, more successful at dating, what would you have this dating bot do? And if I look at what I would have my dating bot do, I would have him attending events in person and then just starting up conversations with random women, checking to see, do I vibe with this person? If I do, keep talking. If I don't, move forward. And if, if, at the end of the conversation, it feels like there's chemistry, then ask for the phone number, right? Get the phone number, get connected. And then I would have that bot do that like every single weeknight, taking time afterwards to sort of decompress, re-regulate my nervous system, deal with any emotions that came up. That's what I would have my bot do. That would be the bot protocol. It might look different for you. I'm not sure what it would be. Maybe you do research. Maybe you read books until you feel like you're comfortable enough to start doing approaches. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but if you take on this exercise, after you've written down that entire list, you might even want to hit pause here so that you can finish writing down that list. What would I have this bot doing? And for what percentage of the time and when, what would he do on weekends? Once you have that list, I want you to take a good hard look at it because that's what you should be doing. Those are the activities that you should be doing, right? You don't have to do all of them all at once, but you need to start doing those activities and you need to start forcing yourself to do those activities. And I'll tell you why. There was a chunk in my life where like, hey, I'm just going to do the things that feel good for me. Am I fully enrolled in this idea? Yeah, let's go. Am I embodied in this idea? Yeah, let's go. But if not, I'm just not going to do it. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's a very healing way of existing for a little bit. But the thing about the brain is that it's pretty big on something called habituation. And this happens everywhere. So like if you were to take testosterone, for instance, if you were to take testosterone supplements, uh, one thing that you might notice is that your body will begin to compensate for the, uh, the, the supplements that you're taking, right? So you might start off by producing a ton more testosterone, but over time, your natural production of testosterone would decrease in order to compensate for the amount of testosterone that you're taking in. Your body is seeking to balance itself. And in some cases, it will produce more estrogen 
which is why in Fight Club, that one guy has bitch tits, right? So like <laughs> your body will adapt to whatever you give it. So if all you're giving it is comfortable situations where you're not exiting your comfort zone, then you can imagine what it's doing, right? What is it going to be doing? Well, it's going to be habituating to that exact situation. It's going to be like, ooh, you know, I can't, I can't handle discomfort at all. And when it happens, it's going to hurt really bad because what I'm used to is this sort of insular bubble where no one pokes at me. And that's what I was doing for a good chunk of time. So I was wondering, like, why am I being so fucking reactive to everything? Why is everything getting on my nerves? And this is the reason why, right? This is the reason why. And there's a balance here. There's a balance between self-care and then self-coddling, right? And you, you do want to do self-care. You do want to take care of yourself. You do want to be kind to yourself. But you can't do it 100% of the time if you, if you hope to be successful in the world, right? If you never have to deal with the fear of rejection again, do what you want all the time, right? But if you do need to operate in a world where people say no to you and you have to be okay with it, right? Explicitly or implicitly. And that means they'll tell it to you directly or they'll sort of imply it to you by ghosting, for example, then this is a skill set that needs to be built up. Otherwise, you're fucking yourself over in the future and you'll become more and more triggered for like just more and more minuscule reasons over time. So the goal here is, hey, start leaning into the fear. Start leaning into the fear. And when you can begin to get more mastery over that, hey, I leaned into the fear, it sucked for a little while, I re-regulated my nervous system, handled my emotions afterwards, the time after that, it'll be easier. The time after that, it'll be easier and easier and easier until at some point, you'll be living a lifestyle where you're just approaching almost every single day, talking to random strangers, having a great time, and it won't, you'll be like, what? this feels normal. When was it ever not like this? And then someone will have to remind you of the days when you were terrified of talking with new women, right? But you have to start by allowing yourself to get uncomfortable. So I think that's probably a good place to cut it off here. I hope that you got something out of this podcast. And today what we covered off on was, hey, why are women dog shit at texting? (laughs) And we discovered that they're on an entirely different economy of scale. Right. And a lot of them are like deeply triggered by the process of being like constantly bombarded by messages and getting rejected and like dealing with the emotional shit that comes up with dating. They're going through the same stuff as us, except at way, way, way more volume. Right. Some of them are hurting and they might be juggling two or three jobs. They might be dealing with a pandemic death. Right. There's shit that is in everyone's space as a result of what's been happening lately in the world, right? Maybe they're Ukrainian. You don't know, right? You don't know. Maybe they have family over there. So there's room for compassion for what's going on. Of course, it doesn't excuse some of the rude behavior that comes out of that particular, uh, I was going to say corner of the world, but that doesn't make sense. It doesn't excuse a lot of the behavior, but there is room for us to not be reactive to it, right? Because there's a good reason for a lot of it. But the other part of the spectrum is like, hey, we cannot change this. This is on the other side. We cannot change this. We cannot control this. 
this is a cultural phenomenon. So the best thing that we can do is is we can mitigate our own reaction to this situation. And that means taking a hard look at how do I handle rejection? How do I deal with my emotions? Am I pushing myself to be uncomfortable? And if I'm not, then this is the time to begin doing that, right? I need to begin taking more risks. And if I am giving up when I'm just like 10 messages in, and it's like, oh, like <laughs> then then I really haven't given myself a fair shot to prove that I'm an attractive human being. And you all are. You all are. But like, it's about finding your stride and your belief in yourself. Now, there's one other thing that I want to bring up here. And this, th- this will be helpful for a lot of you. It's helpful for me actually understanding this. If someone is on a dating site, right? They're on a dating app. Then there's a very good chance, there's a very good chance that that is their preferred means of doing things. They would rather be texting than meeting up in person first or going out on a date or having a phone call or whatever, right? Most of them are kind of cautious and skittish, even more so because they've stayed on this dating site. It is more comfortable to them than the alternative. And if you're like me, then you might have entered a phase in life where you prefer to suss it out in person. Let me have a fucking conversation with this person. Let's go on a date and see if we like each other. So if you're that and you're looking for that on a dating app, know that you're misaligned. This is not the demographic that you're looking for. This is people who are super triggered, right? And they need time to heal. They haven't gotten over their last relationship or whatever. They might be there just to feel better about themselves. There are women that do that. Whatever the case may be, they are not open or as open to having more direct connection at first. So, if you are looking for that demographic, you have to look elsewhere. If I were someone who was interested in face-to-face connection and dating people face-to-face, where would I be? And answer that question for yourself. For me, the obvious answer was, man, I would just go to like a bunch of events where single people were likely to be. I'd start up conversations there or I would go to a speed dating event and that's problem solved, right? Like (laughs) obviously that's going to be the group of people that I'm looking for. So take that with a grain of salt if you like, implement that plan if you like. Those are the things that I'm going to be trying out and I'll keep you posted on how those go for me. Uh, And as always, thank you for being here. Love you. I will catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific time. Peace.